Welcome to episode 27 of AI.Cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Bonjour les sacs à viande. That's French for hello meat bags. An internet search engine told me so. Internet search engine. <laughs> engine. <laughs> Welcome to AI.Cooking episode 27. It's a podcast about artificial intelligence. And I am Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from the Kingdom of Kent, who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the second half of March 2022. And AI Knowledge Corner! Hype in that up! Hype, 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 hype! Are you ready to learn? Expand your brains. <laughs> yeah, we thought about Hello Meat Bags being a bit derogatory to living, breathing, mortal human beings on the planet, which is probably going to be the majority of our producership for now until true sentience arrives. I'll be talking to them, I should, should imagine, or all of you. Amazing things happen tonight. Both my kids are going over to my mum and dad's house and the missus is heading out of her mum mates to get drunk. So after I've done this, I think I might head in inside and watch Dune, the movie film. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. All on my own, all on my lonesome. So a few beers, some holy herb and uh, yeah, it'll be good. Before we tell the news, let us explain where the name AI.cooking of our podcast is coming from. Namely, we tried to find an internet domain to have it redirect to a website with RSS feed and with MP3 files, and nowadays there are hundreds of top-level domains, so-called TLDs. However, we couldn't find any good domain name that would be something.ai. So we searched for available domains in a form AI.something. Obviously, AI.com and AI.net and other superb domain names were taken, and the only good one that we found was AI.cooking. And as cooking means sometimes also preparing or making, like in Breaking Bad TV show, where anti-heroes were cooking drugs, we thought that AI.cooking would be appropriate domain name for this podcast. So, let's talk news. In this episode, the top story is... AI replaces programmers. Yes, a little tip we've been on for the few months now. Seems no jobs are safe from the artificial intelligence takeover. No code AI platforms and automated programming tools that either generate new code or customize pre-existing code according to user input are spreading. The most popular one are Teachable Machine from Google and Loeb from Microsoft make building vision models a point-and-click process. Users supply training images. Power Platform and AI Builder, both from Microsoft, 
are aimed at business users who want to process text in documents and images. Zhuzhi enables users to build chatbots by choosing from a list of topics and question and answer pairs. Akio helps users build models that predict business outcomes from spreadsheets. For instance, Ellipsis, a marketing company, uploaded a spreadsheet of keywords, blog titles and click rates to train a model that predicts which words and phrases rank highly in Google search results. Amazon SageMaker offers Canvas, which is designed to help business analysts derive insights from data. eBay deployed proprietary low-code and no-code AI tools internally, enabling non-technical employees in areas like marketing to roll their own models. Non-technical employees. <sighs> That's it, dude named Benz and dudettes named Bernadette. The clock is ticking. Secondly, Face2Gene AI is using face recognition to diagnose illnesses. People with certain genetic disorders share common facial features. Doctors are using computer vision to identify such syndromes in children so they can get early treatment. Face2Gene is an app from Boston-based FDNA that recognizes genetic disorders from images of patients' faces. Introduced in 2014, it was upgraded recently to identify over 1,000 syndromes, more than three times as many as the previous version, based on fewer examples. In addition, the upgrade can recognize additional conditions as photos of them are added to the company's database. No retraining required. In other words, AI not only can judge people by their looks, but find their diseases. Thirdly, simulating stock trading with AI. Andrea Coletta and colleagues at Sapienza, University of Rome, used a Conditional Generative Adversarial Network, or CGAN, to model a market's responses to an automated trader's actions. Previous approaches tested a simulated trader in a virtual market populated by other simulated traders. However, real-world markets tend to be too complex to be modelled by interactions among individual agents. Instead of simulating market participants, a CGAN can model aggregated sales and purchases in each slice of time. The authors built a simulated stock exchange based on the agent-based interactive discrete event simulation, or ABIDES, framework to match buy and sell orders. They trained a CGAN, I should have just said CGAN, CGAN. They trained a CGAN to generate such orders based on two days of market data for Apple and Tesla stocks. Then they added orders by an independent trader. The authors checked statistical similarity between historical and CGAN orders in terms of price, volume, direction, buy or sell, and frequency distributions. In particular, 
They looked at Tesla shares on May the 2nd and May the 3rd, 2019, and plotted the distributions. The real and synthetic distributions matched fairly closely. Well, there's some real precise science for you. Matched fairly closely. <laughs> Millions of dollars went into this, and we found out that they match fairly closely. <laughs> Fourthly, AI A Progress Report. The fifth annual AI index from Stanford University's Institute for Human-Centered AI documents rises in funding, regulation, and performance. The authors based their report on academic and conference publications, as well as public datasets. Private investment in AI more than doubled from $42.2 billion in 2020 to $93.5 billion in 2021. The bulk of the money, $76.5 billion, came from China, the European Union, and the United States. It reached fewer recipients than in previous years. The number of new AI companies dropped from over 4,000 in 2017 to less than 750 in 2021. Mm, that's some competition for you. Regulation is on the rise. 55 AI-related laws have been enacted by 25 key countries since 2015. 18 were passed in 2021. Despite simmering geopolitical tensions between the US and China, in 2021, more than 9,000 publications came from teams that included members in both countries, a five-fold increase since 2010. Training times and costs are falling for a wide range of tasks, including image classification, object detection, and language processing. Image classification models were 63.3% less costly and 94.4% faster to train in 2021 than 2018. Conferences focused on AI ethics received five times as many paper submissions in 2021 as they did in 2014. The percentage of ethics papers submitted by private sector researchers during that period rose by 71% reflecting mainstream adoption of ethical concerns. Yes, the AI is rising. It is cooking. Cook, cook, cook. It's getting done, isn't it? It's not going to be burnt. It's in good hands. Very reasonable chefs over here. And for our fifth slice of AI cooking news, something perhaps for you bohemian libertine rapscallions amongst you out there. Mm, yes, you know who you are. What do psychedelic drugs do to our brains? AI could help us find out. Psychedelic drugs have long been touted as possible treatments for mental health disorders like depression and PTSD. But very little is really known about what these substances actually do to our brains. And it can be hard to find out. Understanding how they work could help unlock their potential. Some scientists are using AI to figure it out. A team at McGill University in Montreal used natural language processing with the technique that allows voice assistants or search engines to work to study written trip reports of drug users' experiences. <laughs> 
think I've got a whole book full of those somewhere. The work could shed light on how hallucinogens trigger specific mental states, whether that be euphoria, anxiety, or a sense of being at one with the world. Um... Danilo Bzok, who led the research, hopes AI will aid in the design of new drugs for mental health disorders. It's the largest study of its kind on psychedelics of all time, he says. More info can be found at MIT Technology Review at website technologyreview.com. <laughs> yeah, if any of you want to sign up for that trial where they'll be trialing psychedelic drugs. <laughs> Anyone in Montreal, get yourself over there. Free drugs! Woohoo! No, in all honesty, you should you should experience drugs in a very responsible manner. And moderation is 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 best employed when using any psychoactive compound. Wow, storming through. Nearly halfway there. In fact, after this slice of news, we will be halfway through AI.cooking episode 27. So, without further ado, go for sight. Teaching language models to support answers with verified quotes. Recent large language models often answer factual questions correctly, but users can't trust any given claim a model makes without fact-checking because language models can hallucinate convincing nonsense. <laughs> language models can hallucinate convincing nonsense. <laughs> In this work, we use reinforcement learning from Human Preferences, or RLHP, to train open book QA models that generate answers whilst also citing specific evidence for their claims, which aids in the appraisal of correctness. Supporting evidence is drawn from multiple documents found via a search engine or from a single user-provided document. Our 280 billion parameter model, GopherSight, is able to produce answers with high-quality supporting evidence and abstain from answering when unsure. We measure the performance of GopherSight by conducting human evaluation of answers to questions in a subset of the Natural Questions and ELI-5 datasets. The model's response is found to be high quality 80% of the time on this Natural Questions subset, and 67% of the time on the ELI-5 subset. Abstaining from the third of questions for which it is most unsure improves performance to 90% and 80% respectively, approaching human baselines. However, analysis on the adversarial truthful QA dataset shows why citation is only one part of an overall strategy for safety and trustworthiness. Not all claims supported by evidence are true. More info can be found at deepmind.com and in section therein, research publications. At this stage, most people just buy into whoever they like or whoever their Stockholm Syndrome has taught them to like, whoever's held them captive for long enough. That's, in my humble opinion, someone that deals with the larger public of my little area in Kent every day I'm just going to sit on the fence about everything until I see it with my own eyes and even then I'm going to be sceptical
there we are, crossing the threshold into the second half of the show. With news item number seven, once this plane above me passes, HPC's AIs. HPC AIs fast fold shortens alpha fold training time from 11 days to 67 hours. A research team from the National University of Singapore, HPC AI Technology Inc., Helixon, and Shanghai Jiaotong University proposes FastFold, a highly efficient protein structure prediction model for training and interference that reduces AlphaFold 2's training time from 11 days to 67 hours. Yeah, I think you've, you've, that's kind of, you've got to be in the know to know what any of that means. <laughs> I think we've mentioned some sort of fold training to alpha fold. I don't know. Something to bear in mind for the future. And cooking along with our octo morsel now, China's driverless delivery startup Whale Dynamic targets US market with $2.5 million funding. A nascent neuro challenger from China has its sights set on the delivery market in the US and has just raised some seed funding to advance its ambitions. Whale Dynamic, a Shenzhen-based autonomous delivery startup founded by Baidu veteran David Chang, says it has closed a seed round of about $2.5 million. Qiang Chang Capital, a Beijing-based investment firm managed by veterans from China's leading financial institutions, led the round with participation from Shangbang Huizhong, a Chinese fund backed by real estate developers. Shangbang. <laughs> Awfully close to someone I've sort of hung out with online from time to time. Shabang. <sighs> oh, yes. Number nine in our lineup of news about artificial intelligence from this fortnight. Self-driving AI progress from Tesla. Yes, more self-driving news for all you. Yes, more self-driving news for you. Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla, has tweeted, Vector Lanes is a particularly significant architectural improvement to Tesla AI. About article entitled, Tesla FSD Beta 10.11 Release Notes Tease Critical Improvements. Maria, Maria Marano writes in that article, the release notes for Tesla's full self-driving beta version 10.11 hint at a number of critical improvements for the advanced driver assist software. Tesla FSD beta 10.11 is rolling out to Tesla employees for the time being. However, if the system performs well, external users should receive the update within the coming days. There are several notable improvements outlined in FSD Beta version 10.11's release notes. Tesla stated that version 10.11 utilizes more accurate predictions of where other vehicles are turning or merging, reducing unnecessary slowdowns. The company also stated that version 10.11 should improve vehicles' right-of-way understanding which should be invaluable in scenarios when maps turn out to be inaccurate. More importantly, FSD Beta version 10.11 featured specific improvements for vulnerable road users or VRUs. 
Tesla notes that the most recent version of FSD beta should improve VRU detection by 44.9%, allowing the system to dramatically reduce spurious false positive pedestrians and bicycles. The company was able to accomplish these VRU improvements by increasing the size of its next generation labelers. Drive your car, guys, come on now. I know that it's going to be a lot of teething pains to go from human people doing things to lazy humans doing nothing. But it's really not worth killing loads of people over, I don't think. Not loads, but killing anyone over, personally. I don't know. Is it? Is it? That's the whole question here, isn't it? Is this beneficial to the human race or just beneficial to the rich humans? I'm inclined to believe the latter over the former. At least for the time being, let's put it that way. So, taking our 10th chomp, Terminator supports Skynet, according to Russia. Speaking of Twitter, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who played Terminator robot in movies, has published a video message to the Russian people. The actor and former governor of California took to social media to warn the Russian people of the Kremlin's disinformation campaign about Ukraine. The response from Russia has been fierce, with those backing Vladimir Putin and the invasion of Ukraine using the vocabulary of Arnold Schwarzenegger's most popular films against him. Jakar Prilipin, a well-known Russian author who is wanted by Ukrainian authorities for terrorism charges, called Schwarzenegger a predator and an enemy. Likewise, Russian powerlifter Mariana Naumova invokes the iconic Terminator franchise in her response. Do you remember how in the second part of the Terminator, your heroes goes back in time to prevent the creation of Skynet, which would bring about the death of all mankind? Naumova posited. Russia's special military operation does not aim to destroy the Ukrainian people, it is aimed at the neo-Nazi Skynet. Don't side with Skynet, Terminator. <laughs> Don't side with Skynet, Terminator. <laughs> oh, Arnie, you just, please, put your phone down, tell whoever does your Twitter page to just lay off it for a little while. Come on now, you, you're too you're, you're too long in the tooth to be falling for all of this, aren't you? When I say falling for it, I mean just just leave it out. It's not your business. You're not Ukrainian. You're not Russian. You just just leave it out. All right. Back off, Jack. <laughs> to use a popular phrase of a dear friend of mine. Back off, Jack. <laughs> nah, not that. Whatever I'm saying here is going to make a blind bit of difference, let's face it. It's nice to say it, though, nonetheless. And I think it should be nice for you to hear it, shouldn't it? Number 11, our penultimate news article for this fortnight is Using AI in War. Yes, from the ridiculous to the sublime. The vulnerability of AI systems may explain why Russia isn't using them extensively in Ukraine. 
The news that Ukraine is using facial recognition software to uncover Russian assailants and identify Ukrainians killed in the ongoing war is noteworthy largely because it's one of the few documented uses of artificial intelligence in the conflict. A Georgetown University think tank is trying to figure out why while advising US policymakers of the risks of AI. The CEO of the controversial American facial recognition company Clearview AI told Reuters that Ukraine's defense ministry began using its imaging software Saturday after Clearview offered it for free. The reported powerful recognition tool relies on artificial intelligence algorithms and a massive quantity of image training data scraped from social media and the internet. Yes, my face will be on there somewhere, I should imagine. But aside from Russian influence campaigns with their much-discussed deepfakes and misinformation-spreading bots, the lack of known tactical use, at least publicly, of AI by the Russian military has surprised many observers. Lone, a senior fellow with Georgetown University's Center for Security and Emerging Technology, said... Self-driving cars can do some things that are pretty impressive. They also have giant limitations. A battlefield is different. If you are in a permissive environment with an application similar to existing commercial applications that have proven successful, then you're probably going to have good odds. If you're in a non-permissive environment, you're accepting a lot of risk. So, in other words, AI is not used in combat in this war because it is yet too risky. Yeah, no, shh, Sherlock. Did you see them little AI Terminator robots that was on some sort of Russian military show a couple of years back, their version of the defense DARPA program or whatever? It was used, they were awful. They looked like they're tanks which don't look very good to me. Not that I'm a tank expert or anything. Just a guy with a voice on the internet and a microphone and a podcast about an unrelated topic. And wrapping up our news articles for this fortnight, Apple unveiled M1 Ultra, the world's most powerful chip for a personal computer. New chip from Apple offers also improvements in area of AI, specifically in the subset of AI called machine learning. Quote, The 32-core neural engine in M1 Ultra runs up to 22 trillion operations per second, speeding through the most challenging machine learning tasks. Optimizations in Core ML utilize the new 32-core neural engine, so machine learning models run faster than ever. End quote. Finally, the knowledge corner! Woohoo! Principal component analysis. Principal component analysis is used to transform a many-featured dataset into a transformed dataset with fewer features, where each new feature is a linear combination of the pre-existing features. This transformed dataset aims to explain most of the variants of the original dataset with far more simplicity. What is principal component analysis? 
Principal component analysis is a machine learning technique that is used to examine the interrelations between sets of variables. Said differently, principal component analysis studies sets of variables in order to identify the underlying structure of those variables. Principal component analysis is sometimes called factor analysis. What does a principal component analysis do? Principal component analysis, or PCA, is a dimensionality reduction method that is often used to reduce the dimensionality of large datasets by transforming a large set of variables into a smaller one that still contains most of the information in the large dataset. What is the simple definition of principal component analysis? Principal component analysis, or PCA, is a technique used for identification of a smaller number of uncorrelated variables known as principal components from a larger set of data. The technique is widely used to emphasize variation and capture strong patterns in a dataset. And that's it for this episode. Stay safe, clump, and stay dangerous, la sac of viande. Ah, the singularity is near!